Hey, it's so good to be with you on this special day. Today is Father's Day in Australia. I had to say that for my family back in America. And I want to wish every dad and every granddad out there the best day ever. I hope they spoil you today. you got breakfast in bed and you get the gifts that you're looking for. And I just want to take the time right now to give a shout out to my kids and grandkids, to Erica, Ryan, Jensen and Judah. Love you guys. Jono, Sarah. Um, Chase, Elliot, and Logan, miss you guys, love you. And uh, here we are. We're hey, we're in the man cave today, and I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah, so glad yeah, to have two good. men here with me today who are special in my life. Uh, Tim and Jack Roberts. Hey, how you going? Yeah. Good to have you, boys. Good to be here. Good to be in the man cave. Looking forward to it. Not only are you uh, part of our church, but. I kind of feel like I'm a spiritual father to Tim. We've walked yeah. together for decades, and I, I feel like a spiritual grandfather to Jack. <laughs> Definitely. I held him as a little baby and dedicated him. I don't think I'd try that now. Yeah. And no. uh, baptized him, and <laughs> one day I'm prophesying, I'll do your wedding. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Now, this is not to take away from your dad, your granddad, but I, do uh, spirit. I feel like special in that. So, right. yeah. welcome to the Man Cave, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Good, Good to, to be have here. you with all my Fantastic. stuff today. Yeah. And I'm happy to share this uh, Father's Day message. We're going to have a message. Yeah. But we're going to talk yeah. about it too because some real stuff absolutely yeah, yeah. it's just going to be great Fantastic. and uh you know it, it's it's been a, a great time journeying together for decades yeah. jack why'd you get your dad for father's day today i got him some clothes that he wanted what yeah. kind of clothes yep. harley harley davidson no just some jeans in it and it's some nice shops from a shirt from universal that he universal wanted. yeah nice. tim would like that you need to get him some socks yeah yeah he needs some some okay and, some yeah, tim what did you get your dad oh I, I got him a shirt because he's probably the freshest looking 75 year old uh, your dad's not 75 he is yeah. He no is, yeah he's a little gray but he's pretty cool he's, he's um, right for 75 yeah, yeah he's holed up in bed at the moment but he is uh definitely uh the freshest looking strong man though older guy around he certainly is so what'd you get me boys socks no, come on. <laughs> and jocks. Yep, socks and jocks. No, just kidding. But I, I kind of thought it'd be good to uh, have you guys here today so we could talk about the special mm. bond that exists between a father and his children. Mm. Even though it's dad and son, we, and you don't have a daughter, but I do, and uh, you got two boys. We live in an age where there's just this gender confusion. It's just nuts out there. And I'm not gonna apologize for being a man. I'm not right. gonna apologize for being a dad yeah, or right. a son, right. but uh, we've got gender confusion, absentee fathers from the home, you know, and there are voices out there that just place little to no value whatsoever on the dad and the role of the dad. Yeah. They say, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter if there's not a dad in the home. Yeah. I'm saying it does matter. And yeah. Uh, yeah, right. you know, we need that right. example. We need that presence, however, being present isn't enough. There's gotta be more to it than just being yeah, in the home. That's really good. Because there's a lot of guys that are there, but they're not there, if you know what I mean. I yeah. yeah. And dads need to be active in a positive way in their kids' lives. And the kids need to be active how they respond to their dads, yeah. you know, in that kind of way. So here's a great thing. All of us start out as rookies being dads. <laughs> that's for sure. And all of us start out as rookies being sons yeah, or daughters. Yeah, that's for sure. And, uh, and I wanna tell you, Tim, I've learned more about being a father by being with oh. my kids than I did from any book or any other person Absolutely. on the planet. Absolutely. I mean, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, look, everyone's got an opinion. Uh, right. Uh, you know, before you have children, everyone's like, oh, you could do this, and you should do that, and you should do that. But, you know, like, um, well, Jack's 21 now, so 21 no. years. There he is. <laughs> 21. Yeah. yeah. So t 21 years into it, I am still um, learning that I need to constantly be aware of my words and my actions and to make sure that those things line up. Wow. 
And that, you know, and it doesn't matter, you know, whether they're, they're, they're one year old or two year old or 21. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, they're still looking to make sure that what you're saying, you're backing up with your actions. Yeah, so that's right. The, that's a big thing mm -hmm. I've learned. One of the biggest things is being consistent. Absolutely. Consistency is key. Yeah. And if you want consistent um, children as, as a father, then consistency has to be front and center in your approach to being, to, to parenthood. Right, right. Well, you can say that now. You've got a grown son. Absolutely. And then your second is 18? 18, yeah. Almost 19, actually. Far uh, out. The other thing, though, I did learn from being a father is I learned to increase my prayer life. Yep. Uh, particularly teaching them to drive. Well, <laughs> mate, you ought to have a daughter. Uh, well, I've got a granddaughter now yeah. who just turned a teenager. Uh, yeah. no, I love my granddaughter, but yeah, golly, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. a different day. Jack, share with us a positive way that your dad had an impact on your life. Yeah, so I think, the, I guess the main thing that comes to mind is, is dad taught me the importance of family right. all through my childhood. So what is the importance of family? I think that everything else can be going on around you yeah. in the world, like each individual person in the family can be going through things, but if you keep that family unit solid, right. um, it just, it, it shields you a lot from the world. So, so you'd say family and home became a safe place? Yeah. 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 How, what did that look like at your home? So that looked like, um, I guess, having a mum and dad that loved each other. Right. Um, awesome. And, and modelling that. Yeah. Um, Good. Having a safe space that my parents always told me, and my dad especially said, there's, there's nothing you can ever say to me that will make you not love you. Oh. So just having that, that safe space. You're a you champion, too. You yeah. you I would not have thought of that. You can yeah. bring anything um, to your dad, and he'll still love you and, and help you with it. Right. Yeah. That's incredible. That's awesome. You know, Tim, in raising Jack as your son, tell me some practical ways that helped you to be a better dad. Because they go through, you know, they go through the stages, you know, the, the infant, the toddler, the, oh, yeah. the tantrum twos and threes, yeah, yeah. adolescents, teenagers. Oh, look. Everybody berates teenage years. Look, you know, I think I, I love teenagers. Like, in, you guys in terms have come the way that well. they, they're, they're, they're creative and they right. have a zest for life, it's fantastic. And while I don't necessarily want to rewind and go back to those teenage <laughs> years, um, I think the best advice I ever heard about the teenage years is just get them through it. Right. You know? Right. And on the other end of that, I'm like, whew, yeah, okay, there's some yeah, yeah. things we did right. But I think one of the, the, the biggest things I learned in, in raising two sons particularly is that, you know, to be an effective um, father, you can't be selfish. You know, you, you, you okay. have to, you, there are moments where you deliberately... So hang on, hang on a minute. Yeah. You're telling me, and Jack's going Jack, to say he's telling the truth here, you know, you know, your father could say right now, hey, I'm, I'm preaching right now, I'm not telling the truth. So, um, you didn't come home... Ignore Kate and the boys, switch on the television and just grunt and then, you know, just shut them out of your life. Did he do that, Jack, or did he engage with you? No, I think that's, that's probably one of the biggest things that my dad's never, I don't think I've ever seen him do that. Oh, wow. Like, dad would be... Better man than I am. It, it would be, when dad says that he wasn't selfish as a dad. Right. I think that's, that's something that I've definitely so seen. So it wasn't just about his time at home, leave him alone, Kate put the food on the table, and you just sit there and grunt. No, well, he would come home and he would cook. He's always cooked. <laughs> that's true, Tim, isn't he's, it? Yeah, he, he's always cooked. I'm the chef in the house. Um, and he's even, like... You enjoy cooking. Yeah. I do. And I, you're yeah. good at it. Yeah. Yeah, good. And so it. It, it wasn't a selfish time. No, it wasn't. Awesome. And, and they're, they're, like, Because so many dads yeah. come home, but they're, they're not there. 
It's their time. Leave me alone. I've been hard at work all day. I don't want to talk to you. Go talk to your mom. <laughs> Whereas some of the kids are hanging out for dad to get home. Yeah. So they mm. can interact with them. Actually, Pastor Keith, I must say that one of the greatest things, greatest memories I ever have of coming home from work um, would, would be literally Jack and, and Noah would both go, Dad's home! And they'd, right. like, they would, they'd be at the door, like, you know, banging right. on the door. Right. As you're walking up the veranda, I'll, I'll never forget that because right. it was one of the most exciting things a few days about ago. coming home. Was yeah, <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. When they were little, dad's yeah. home. And I was like, oh, I was like, whew, right. is there anywhere else right. you want to be? It's even better yeah. than the dog running out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, what I want to do today, I kind of want to look at a father son relationship in scripture. This is a message, it's a message for Father's Day. Right. And I want to pull a couple of things out of it that can help us learn how to make this relationship work well. We're all rookies, but we can mm. still work at it, and we can get better, as you heard. And uh, even though the text doesn't talk about a natural familial relationship, it does talk about this relationship in family terms, father and son, a father to his children, and specifically to one of his favorite, I shouldn't say favorite, but his true son, he calls him. And this is about Paul writing to the church at Corinth and calling them his children, because they are his spiritual children, and about his son Timothy, calls his true son in the faith. So we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 4. If you've got a Bible, you can take it and turn there now. We're going to look at the, the New International Version. It will come up on screen for you so that you can follow or you can get your Bible and follow. I like to have a Bible in hand and Jack's going to read that for us today. We're going to begin at verse 14. Just a few verses. And as you turn in your Bible, let me give you the background to this text. Some years earlier, Paul had planted that church while he was on his second missionary journey. Corinth was a wild city. It can't even take time to describe it right now, but right in the middle of this wild city, he plants a vibrant you know, church. And, and he received news down the track years later that there were divisions in the church. And some of them were starting to dishonor him and discredit his ministry. And this, among other things, causes him to write this letter to them. So keep that in the background. It's almost like he's writing to his kids and he's going, hey guys, why are you doing this? Why are you dishonoring me in this way? And this is the tone of the letter as he brings some kind of loving correction, which is not talked about today a lot in yeah, raising it's, children. It's not, is it? And uh, it's, it's kind of a dirty thing in this day where grace is everything. Mm. Uh, I, I would say that grace gives us the ability to correct well. But anyway, I want Jack to read for us verse 14 and 15 to start with. Thanks, Jack. Follow with us. Yep. I am not writing this to you to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Even though you have 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers for, fathers. for in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Awesome. You see in this scripture, Paul is calling them his children. He's saying, I'm your father. He sets the tone as the father. And I believe the father in the home begins mm. to set the tone. Yeah. I've often heard the wife is like the thermometer. You know, yeah, she reads yeah, right. the atmosphere, but I think mm. the dad is the thermostat. He can set the atmosphere. Everything can be happy, and then all of a sudden dad comes home from work, <laughs> and the temperature yeah. gets cold. Yeah, that's you know, true. And the wife reads it straight yeah. away. Mm. And, uh, and I believe Paul is setting the tone here of the family mm. and, in, in, this, in this scripture. And in their day and culture, these people, particularly the Romans, the Greeks, and particularly if they had a bit of money, they would have guardians for their children. 
We use the word pedagogue. You might hear that in ed educational, yeah, yeah, as a yeah. teacher, as an instructor. But what a pedagogue was. So when he says you have many guardians, the Greek word is pedagogos, which means right. mm. these are the people right. who've been hired to take care of your children. Mm. Yeah. They will walk them to school. They will instruct them. They will do homework with them. And Paul uses this exaggeration. You've got 10,000 of them looking after you. Wow. Yeah, you know, yeah, wow. And he's, he's, he's inflating the point mm. here to go, hey, look, guys, you've got a lot of people who are trying to give you kind of advice, mm. but you only got one dad. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. And I'm your dad. And, and it, he's driving home this point. You've got a lot of people in your life who will do a lot of things for you, but you only have one who's given life to you. And that's what's happened yeah, here. Yeah, wow. And that's how they dishonored him. They started giving more respect to these people that were running after them, tickling their ears with what yeah. they wanted to hear. Right. And, you know, it's true. We, we've got a lot of people in life who try to give us advice. Oh, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. Right. You know, I, I, I'm getting emails right now about how do you do church right now in this COVID time? And do we, do we wear a mask? Don't we wear a mask? Do we? And, and they're confused with these instructions that are coming right, yeah. left, and center. Mm, yeah. We have no end of people trying to tell us what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and why we should be doing it. Teachers. Yeah. Coach, oh, sorry. Yeah. Becoming a teacher. <laughs> Coaches. Employers. Yeah, yeah wow. And, and you know what? They're trying to lead us in a certain way and influence us. But the deal is this, there's only one who has brought us into the world and this one has a role in shaping us as to who we become. Now, I'm, I'm not yeah. diminishing the mum, she's just as much a part of yeah. that, but today we're talking about dads and the shaping That's of right. their children. Mm -hmm. And if we want our children to be people who are warm, who are affectionate, who, who learn well and take instruction well, then we've got to set that mm. culture as the dads. And I believe we as fathers play a significant role in our homes in doing this, in creating the kind of culture we need in the home. And it's often been left up to mom. God bless the moms. I mean, yeah, I think the moms are champions yeah. and without yeah. them, brilliant. Definitely. where would we be? But yeah. we look at warmth and affection and teaching the kids when they're young and we say, oh, that's her, that's her job. I bring, the, I bring home the bread. I'm the breadwinner. That's, that's her job. Mm. And we leave it all to them. I remember in South Australia, I shouldn't say where, but this guy told me once, <clears throat> he said, um, my wife, and he, he was very intelligent, my wife mm. takes care of the kids while they're young, and when they get into adolescence and their later teen years, then, then I'll, I'll start instructing them. Wow. I said, yeah, mate, wow. it'll be too late. It's too late. I said, by then, they don't even want to know you. No. Because you, you're, you're distant, mm. you're absent, you're not yeah. warm and caring. Absolutely. And that they'll run straight to your wife or they'll mm. go to somebody outside. Yeah. It's too late. You cannot wait. No. They're being shaped the moment you start talking to oh, them. Absolutely. And so Paul talks about three things here. Warmth. Mm. Once you look at the language, what's he call them, Jack? Right there in verse 14 when he addresses them. Uh, my dear children. My dear children. Yeah. Uh, interesting yeah, well, thing. He doesn't berate them. No. Even though they've dishonored him, mm. he doesn't berate them. <laughs> he doesn't come yeah. down hard on them. He addresses them with care and concern because the dishonor is actually hurting them. It, mm. it, it's, it's crippling their spirit. And, and so he's not angry. He's not frustrated. He comes with warmth. And he says, my dear children. But the interesting thing, mm. there's affection in the tongue. I wish I could sit here today and say to everybody looking, I hope my kids aren't watching at this moment. But I can't honestly say to you that I was never angry when I disciplined them. Mm. So many times, more than I'd like to count, I did it out of frustration or anger, not oh. for their welfare, but for my, to release my heat, my anger. Paul's not doing that. He's warm yeah. and he's showing affection. You know how we know that? That little word, beloved. 
mm. my beloved children. Mm. Yeah. It's, in the NIV, it says, my dear children. In another yeah. translation, it says, beloved. You know what that word is in the original? Agapetos. Mm. Wow. Agape. Mm. That's, the, that's the love that's described as, as God. God is agape. He is love. And so he's not using the familial term, phileo, family love. Yeah. He's now using the highest grade of love that he could have for them. And you know the word agapetos literally means? It means the object of someone's affection. Wow. So and Paul's powerful. saying, you are the object of my... Now get this. Yeah. They're belittling his ministry. They're talking about him behind his back. They're saying, these other people are better preachers and we follow them. And instead of getting angry and telling them off and how dare you talk to me like that, and Paul rank, I'm an apostle, you don't talk. Yeah. He comes along and says, hey, I'm dad. Yeah. These guys might be good teachers and good guardians, but I'm your dad. And I brought you into this world, this spiritual world. Yeah. And I love you. Yeah, wow. My affection is placed upon you. And I think as dads, we sometimes leave that to the women. And I know my generation, I've heard so many men in my generation who say, you know, I never got a hug from my dad. Never heard my dad say, I love you, son. Did he ever say it to you? All the time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. Like, yeah. It, it was something I never was wondering, does my never dad doubt love it. me? Never doubt Never it. doubt. No. But he said it. Yep. He did said he, it and he, in his actions as well. And he hug you? Yep. Ah, oh, good stuff. Yep. You're a good man, Tim. I still do. I still yeah, do. Yeah, Buddy. It's good. I know I used to brag about you at cricket. Yeah. <laughs> used to love the cricket. Yeah. Uh, so they, he's talking with warmth and affection, but it's mm. not all just the mushy, right. fuzzy, yeah. lovey-dovey stuff. Mm. He also brings in this little word, I, I'm writing this to warn you. Now that, that, that sounds like a hard word, doesn't it? I'm warning you. Don't mm. do that. You're going to get killed. No, no, that's not the word he's using. He uses a word that literally means this, instruction. Right. I, I'm telling you this so as you will learn how to correct your behavior so that you live better. Mm. That's the word he uses. Mm. His heart wasn't, you better toe the line and do the right thing. No, no, no. His heart was, I want you to be a better person. I mean, yeah. I am sure all the way along your dad wanted you to be the best you could be. Yeah. How'd you do that, Tim? <laughs> I know, I'm throwing, yeah, I'm throwing one out there, It's a good man. one. You've got to look for teachable moments. And again, I come back to that like, modeling, which, which I was not always good at. Tell me a teachable moment. Yeah, I think the teachable moment for me that stands out as I was thinking about this is that um, uh, not, not often, but Jack had a habit of getting a little bit angry when he couldn't do something. Not Jack. And so, not Jack. <laughs> much like he's on the basketball court these days. But when he was young... <laughs> He, um, he had a moment, he would, he would have the occasional moment and, uh, you know, and I can remember myself thinking, who does this little punk think he is? <laughs> you know, like there's something that's like, I've got to teach him. He can't, you know, you can't right. run into the real world and, right. and speak like that and treat people like that. So it's like, it's my job, I'm his dad, I've got to teach him. But instead of like, you know, taking him aside and explaining to him, I would often at, at, at different times try and match that same level of Whoa. like, you know, and, and you know, his mum, Kate yeah. would say, you can't do that. Right. Like, you can't, ma you know, talking about the thermostat earlier. Yeah. You know, you, you're, you can't uh, match his level of, like, annoyance and anger okay. with, with the same level. Here's the deal. So he says, I'm saying this to instruct you mm. so mm. that you become a better person. In other words, right the wrong behavior. Mm. 
mm. interesting because you said, oh, I don't, you know, yeah. you, you, man, you'd, you'd arc up. Mm. You know, there's another verse Paul says to the church at Ephesus with the same word. You know what he says? Fathers, don't. Yeah. You know what I'm about to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, don't provoke. All yeah, right. To anger. what? Anger. Right. Yeah. yeah. Don't provoke your children to anger. Absolutely. Now, listen to this. It says this in the New Living by the way you treat them. And then he goes on and says, rather bring them up with a discipline, and here's the word, instruction yeah. Yeah. of the Lord. And Jack, did you always take it well when he'd instruct you? Even if it was a bit heavy? <laughs> no, I think, I think... Or did the temper kind of flare up? Yeah, as a, as a, as a young person, mm. you think you know everything, so oh, come on. you can't be instructed with anything. Come on. Um, Have you never heard that phrase, Father knows best? I have, but I feel like it, it, it doesn't apply to 14-year-olds sometimes in, <laughs> yeah, their, right. in their head. You didn't think it when you were 14. No, no, oh, definitely not. It's, it's a funny phrase. Father knows best, and here's the deal. Maybe he doesn't always know what's best for us, but a good father will always want what's best for us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say that again? Yeah. We might not always know what is best for them, but we want the best for them. And that's our mm. heart because there's warmth. Yeah. There's family affection. But there's also, come on, you're better than that. You can do better so than that. And we believe in our kids. Yeah. So the deal is this. Um, did you ever think, Jack, he's a bit heavy here. He's a bit strict. He's a bit angry himself. And you showed disrespect to that? Did you ever show disrespect? Yeah. I'm, 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 Abby, I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn red, Jack. It's no, okay. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I like, like Dad said, like when Dad would in, instruct me with something and, and, and like I was, as, as a child, I was probably quite quick to anger. So how did you show that. disrespect? Through anger? Yeah, I guess through, through I guess, through raised, like, um, in, in, like intensity when Dad, Dad might have just said, you know, son, you know, we, we're not doing this or you, or you can't do that right now. And so I you was, flared up? Yeah, exactly. So you, you, do you believe you showed disrespect at that moment? Yeah, I think I didn't respect his, his, decision, his decision and his authority to, to do what was best for Oh, that's a dirty word today. Ooh, authority. Yeah, in careful with that yeah. one. No, no. It's no. A, it's a good on. word. People are shying away yeah. from some of the yeah. things that still need to be spoken about. Yeah. So, Tim, when, it, when he showed disrespect, um, how did you react, react in a way that could cause him to respond better? Yeah, so I had to learn, and I would, you know, to be honest, still learning, um, right. the art of the measured response. Say that again. The art of the measured response. Ooh. So, so I, you know, so if he, I like that. if he gets, you know, if he, if he has a raised voice, then a raised voice for me is not going to solve right. the issue. Not fire with fire. No, I have to come at it at a much lower, much you know what it says quieter. In Proverbs. Be honest, I hate this proverb <laughs> <laughs> because I find it so hard. But it says yeah. this: a soft answer turns away anger. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I find that so difficult to do that, but I still got to learn. Mm. Yeah. Just ask Janet. Anyway, <laughs> let's go back to the scripture. We're still bringing a message here. We're mm. going to go back and see what Paul says because this isn't just about the father setting the culture and the tone right. of how it should be. But mm. this is now, how do you as a son, how do you as a daughter respond in that culture that the father has set? Mm. And so Paul begins to talk about that in verse 16 and 17. Why don't you read it for yep. us, Jack? Uh, Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I am sending you Timothy, my son, whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. 
He will remind you of my way of life in, G- in Christ Jesus, which agrees with that I teach every, everywhere in every church. This, this is the choice now. Mm. The Father is saying, and I'm not saying he does it alone. Obviously, it's a partnership with, with your wife. But you set the tone in the home. Try to make it warm. Try to make it family and right. affectionate. But there has to be also instruction in what's right and just, mm-hmm. and so people are responsible. But the children then have to respond. They have to respond. You know, it's not a one-way street. It's not just, you know, oh, I could have been a better parent. Look at my kids. All of us could have been better parents at some point. But the children still have to make a, a choice to respond in a healthy way. I, I can remember, this is funny. I, I can remember years ago, um, Jono was preschool. I mean, he wasn't even at kindy yet. One morning I was sitting, now, this is, this is, this is 30-something years ago, so don't laugh. <laughs> but I sit in my Jason, and I had, I had navy pants on, and I had my light blue Oxford shirt on, button-up shirt. Hey, classy. You know, yeah, and I'm sitting there with a cup of coffee, and I got my Bible on my lap reading. Jono jumps up, runs out. A few minutes later he comes out, comes back in. Lo and behold, he's got navy pants on. He's got a light blue Oxford shirt, just like mine on. He's got his little kid's Bible, and he's got an empty cup, and he jumps oh. up into Jason beside me and opens the Bible, and he can't even read. Wow, that's and, awesome. And man, that just, that did something to me. He <laughs> yeah. wanted to be like me. That mm. was his choice. Mm. And, and the deal is this. I, I think our sons and daughters make choices, hopefully to honor, to respect, to follow the example. And gee, that did something to my heart that day. And you've heard the, you heard the phrase, imitation is the best form right. of flattery. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And that day when Jono chose to be like me, just in that little way, just in that mm. fun little childlike way, I thought, wow, I hope it stays like this in a way. You know, and, uh, and Paul says, I'm sending you my true son in the faith mm. because he is the one who will show you how I live. Right. Mm. Because he's just like me. If you look wow. at Timothy, you're going to see me, yeah, wow. he said. Mm. And it's interesting, got to visit John O now, and, uh, and people will look, and they'll look at him, they'll look at me and go, oh, you can see he's your son, <laughs> you know, and things like that. And, and that's good, but what's even better is when that honor, that respect, and that wanting to follow in the mm. footsteps comes, mm. see, that does something. And, wow, uh, yeah. and, you know, Paul sends Timothy to the church here to show them how they should show honor and respect because they had lost the art of that. Right. They had lost the art of respect and the art of honoring. And, and, and we do that best by choosing to be like them. And interesting, you know, this. Did, did, you said you had something about this imitation thing. Well, I just, I think the imitation is great because when you see your, um, your kids, they repeat or they do something exactly like you and you go, oh, remember that's how I used to do no, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. They, they, you know, they, it's a whole new idea. They think that they've come up with it or right. that it's something that you can remember over a period of years. You've just instilled that into them. And so it's so much part of them, they don't even know where they have it from anymore. So it's that, it's, it's that imitation again. Yeah. And you just go, oh, yeah, okay, they do listen. Yeah, because see, at that moment, who gets the credit's not the important thing. No, absolutely not. What's important is that they're becoming the right kind of people. Right. And right. we're being the right kind exactly. of people. Exactly, exactly. An example. Interesting thing, think about this. Honoring your parents, but let's talk about dad here. Honoring your father, the Bible says, is the first commandment with a promise. Mm. Mm. There are ten commandments, but the first one with a promise is when you honor your dad. 
which says if you don't you forfeit the promise wow i'm not sure what that promise is but i know it has to do with life not that your yeah. dad's going to kill you but yeah hopefully <laughs> no, not but, hopefully but it means not, you're going to have a good life maybe a long life mm. because here's the deal honoring isn't just about towing the line keeping the rules it's best shown by choosing to live like they live that's what honoring is mm. oh i'll do it because he says i gotta do it i'm i'm sitting down on the outside but i'm standing <laughs> up on the inside True. that's not honor yeah that's not respect that that's just resistant obedience it's what it that's is true. yeah yeah and so when you honor your father it says in ephesians chapter 6 verse 2 honor your father and mother this is the first commandment with a promise you can know god has put promises on these commands and it's interesting he didn't say honor your pastor it's the first you know it'll give you a promise yeah. or honor your account it's the first with a promise or honor right. your team you should honor those people mm. but it's honor your parents they're forming your life and hopefully to be a great one but here's the thing guys honor begets honor yeah you can't mm. expect to be honored yeah and you can't expect to be respected when you show disdain and mm. disrespect and dishonor interesting in matthew 8 there's a, a centurion soldier you know the story yeah this guy oversees a battalion of some of the hardest soldiers in the world. And by culture and by Roman law, he could say to any Jew at any time, you're coming with me and you'll stay with me for as long as I say. And they have to, bam, that's it. Mm, it's the law. Yeah. You do that or you get put in jail or executed on the spot. This centurion comes up to Jesus and he shows honor. You know how he does this? Instead of commanding and saying, here's the rules, now follow them, he says to Jesus, would you heal my servant? Wow. Yeah, wow. He respects Jesus. Mm -hmm. He honors Jesus. And, and Jesus said, I'm going to come with you. And Jesus, the centurion says, no, 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 just say the word. I'm not worthy for you to come to my home. At that moment, he showed the deepest respect and honor for a Palestinian of all people, this Roman soldier. And the issue is this, he chose to honor Jesus that day. And then Jesus right. honors his yeah. faith. And someone once said, we don't honor because they're worthy of honor. We honor because we're honorable people. Right. We yeah. don't wait so till somebody good. earns it. We so give good. it mm. anyway. Yeah. And in verse 17, this is where we're getting to the, the yeah. close. Paul tells the church that his way of life lines up with what he says. Right. His walk is the same as his talk. Mm. And in the message, it literally says this. I'm, I'm not... Uh, you know, asking you to do anything I'm not already doing myself. Wow. So in other words, my walk and my talk are consistent. And maybe you've heard it say, I've heard parents say to their kids, don't do as I do, do as I say. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst thing. Yeah. So here's the deal. This is a tough part. This is for you, Jack. Yeah. What happens when your father messes up? Mm. Because we're not perfect. When his walk and his talk are inconsistent, and, and we don't need to go into details, but Jack, there was a point where you had to exercise forgiveness for your dad. You might have thought in your heart, he's not worthy of my respect right now. Mm. But what did you do in that moment? What did you do after that moment? Yeah, well, I think it, it, it hurt a lot. And sure. Yeah. I was there, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, um, and yeah, and, and this all respect is gone. Right. It, it, it's, it, it's just hard, yeah. But I found, I don't know, I found forgiveness. Oh, I wouldn't say forgiveness is the hardest thing. Um, so can I ask a question? 
What came first, respect or forgiveness? Forgiveness. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. I, yeah, I, I, it didn't, I didn't forgive him straight away. It, sure. It, it took a while. Sure. Um, because there's this, this person who's meant to protect our family and, and like we've been talking about, had, like, want the best, want, want the best for us. And, and what he did was, was in the total opposite of right. what was best for our family. Right. Um, so, it, it, yeah, I think that, that trust. Yeah. Um, so that, that was broken. That was broken. Um, I still loved him, though. He was yeah. still my dad. Yeah. And, and I still loved him. Yeah. Um, but it, it, took, it took a while after forgiveness, even when, when you know, he, he, he came back. Um, it, it took a while for that respect when, when he would give me an instruction as my father. My first thought would be, you know, why do I have to respect what, what you did? I don't respect what you did. Why do I have to respect what you say? Right. And so that was, that was something that I really had to work with. It, it took me quite a while. That right. The f- first thing that came to my mind was, oh, but you did that. Yeah. Why should I do anything you say? Right. And yeah, it took me... So a, you had to make a deliberate choice to, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this. Yeah. In it, here and in here. Yeah, it was, if I'm actually really going to forgive you, then I actually have to respect you because I can't forgive you and not respect you. Right, because one will lead to the other. Yeah, right. it, it, it didn't instantly follow. There was, uh, there was still a, there was a journey to forgiveness and then a journey to respect. Right. Um, so how is it now? It's, it's we've, you know, he's, we've been closer than, than before. Wow, um, incredible. Yeah. Incredible, man. Um, it's, uh, I mean, we walked that journey, and yeah. uh, I, I was there, and st- we're still here. And, yeah. yeah. We walked that journey, <laughs> but um, to watch your family grow together in spite of that mess, and, uh, and sometimes even grow stronger because of the mess. Mm. Yeah. Even though we don't wish that. Definitely. Uh, I think, would you say, Jack, that it has taught you really how to learn to trust? Yeah. I think it, it taught me how to trust and how to forgive. Right. Um, he because shows, they, yeah. the, the thing is with this, in a lot of families, we just go, well, trust has got to be instant. You've got to mm. trust him. Mm. But you had to learn to retrust. Yeah. Right. And it took some time. I'm sure. <laughs> it took some and time. And you understood that, Tim. You didn't Absolutely. demand it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because, it, yeah, it, yeah it, it took a lot. It took a lot. And, and it, it was coming back to that, not just words were not enough. Right. Actions had to follow. Right. Mm. The worst thing you could have done at that point was walk in and just lay down rules. I'm here, oh, I'm your yeah. dad, you'll do as I say. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. Jack in his head and heart are going, oh, I don't want to do what you say because I don't want to do what you did. That's right. Yeah. Right. And I, I th- don't respect what you did. Yeah. And I, I think um, it, it took me a while to, 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 to love him, like to, right. to, mm. to do what he said. Right. Um, but, but what I always like, respected and, and to this day is something that I really am like glad that he modeled was, was that you know he, he came back and, and he, he really humbled himself and asked his 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 younger his his young boys for forgiveness so this as is a, man. a huge key huge key um you know it talks about pride goes before a fall but god gives this incredible grace to the humble mm. and to come and apologize to two kids yeah that's and, and that's forgiveness yeah wow humility Mm, it, That's you. It, Would it, you say that yeah. helped break things open for you? Definitely. Yeah, it's something I look to a lot more as now as, you know, dad, dad modelled what, what good dads do and, and what, what men do is, is 
they acknowledge what they've done and they, right. they can ask anyone for, forgive, for forgiveness. Right. Not just people, like, like they can go to their, to their young boys and, and still ask them oh. for forgiveness. You know, this is so key because um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a testimony to redemption and there, there's dads watching this that you've messed up. Uh, you messed up with your wife, you messed up with your kids, or there's some kids out there, you messed up with your parents. That's not the end of the road. I'm telling you, God is a God of redemption. That's a big word. Let me just put redemption in a simple form for you. It means to buy back that which was lost. Mm. And so the respect, yeah. the love, the familial warmth and affection, it's all lost at that moment when there's a big mess up. But I want to tell you, that's not the end. You can get it back, but you don't just get it back. You can hear these two guys saying it can be stronger than ever. Not that we ever wish anybody would go through this kind of stuff, but sometimes going through it makes you a stronger person. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. redemption, you know, means that which was lost was bought back. And, you know, we want to say that's exactly what Christ did for us when he went to the cross. Yeah. There is no yeah. way we could buy back a relationship with God. We messed mm. up. You know, and God had every right to just stiff arm us and go, I can't trust you. Yeah. You know, you, you, you've messed up. Instead, he sent heaven's best to go to a cross and pay for our redemption, mm. to buy back that which was lost, our place in the family of God where we belong as he died in our place, paid for our sins, and you can come home to the Father just like your father, you know, came home yeah. through humility and ask forgiveness. We come home to our Father with humility and ask forgiveness. Father, we have sinned against you. Uh, and, you know, he sent his son to pay for those sins and to bring us home. And this is a Father who is loving, who is forgiving, and who is waiting for you and for me to come home. And so right where you're at, you know, you can do that on this Father's Day. You can come to a Father in heaven who loves you incredibly. I love what Jack said earlier, you know, when Jack said, my dad made it very clear, it doesn't matter what you do, I'm going to love you. Yeah. You know, you can mess up in any kind of way. I'm going to be your dad and I'm going to love you. And I want to tell you, God will never love you any more tomorrow than he loves you today. He loves you so much today, sent his one and only son to pay for your sins, for my sins, and to bring us home to, to himself. And so all you have to do is pray a prayer, invite Jesus into your life, acknowledge that he is Lord that he is the God of all creation. Acknowledge that you've sinned against him. Confess him as your Lord and Savior and believe that God raised him from the dead and the Bible says you'll be saved. Why don't you do that right now? Why don't we pray this simple prayer together? Why don't we say this, Father God, I come to you now and I say to you I'm sorry. I've sinned against you. Forgive me. Forgive me. I want to come home today. I, want to come home today. I, receive, Jesus I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. What he did on the cross, he did, on the cross. He did for me. He did for me. So, today, so today, I confess you, Jesus. I, confess you, Jesus. I receive you into my life. I receive you into come into my heart, come into my heart and, save me now. and save me now. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name. Amen. amen. Hey, you know, if you did that, you can click on a button there. It's got a hand on it. And you can indicate that, hey, I did that. I came home to the Father today. This is a, this is a real life story where the Father came home, yeah. I guess. But wow. it's still a story of redemption. Yeah. 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 Too many last words to dads out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, being a dad is an absolute privilege. Um, and, you know, we, 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 only, we only get one crack at it. And, it, you know, there's, there's moments where we do stuff up. There's highs and lows and tears and dad jokes and, and fun and laughter. And, you know, I just want to encourage dads just to be present. 
Yeah. You know, not just when they're not not just be there, but be present, engaging with right. their children. Right. You know, um, and start young. It's too late. You know, in a sense, once they're in their once they're adults, you know, you, yeah. you, you lose the childhood. Right. And so, so get in there and, and, and just um, just be present, give it everything. Yeah. They have. Great. Awesome. Mm. And even if you have. You feel like oh, I don't know, I messed up. You know, God's the God of second chances. Oh, that's that's the story, isn't it? Yeah, yes. absolutely. And that's why I had you guys here today because I believe your story is one in a million. Because there are a lot. I've had a lot of friends who just didn't make it. You mm. guys are making it, and mm. you're an encouragement to me right. and so many around you, and uh, to so many watching today. Hey, spoil your dad today. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank these guys for being here, two Amazing. champions, and uh, we will see you again Fantastic. on another Sunday. Have a great day.